0: Did you hear your pastor this morning, earlier in the service, pray a prayer? you remember this prayer that he prayed? Lord, help us not be deceived. Did everybody hear him? When he was saying that, I got a, a strong impression. And the Lord says, I'll answer that prayer today by what I'm going to use my servant to bring to you today hallelujah I don't always get that kind of stuff when I hear someone praying a prayer but the Lord says I'm going to answer that prayer with the word that I'm going to give today I am going to show you how never to be deceived whoo I'm looking for the day when that would get a shout. (laughs) We have to understand something. I'm not here with my own personal agenda. I'm here to give to you what God wants you to have. That's really why I'm here. If I had a personal agenda, I would go do it and make a gob of money. but I'd much rather do what God says and be sustained for life. Much better. Much better. John chapter 14, verse 5. John chapter 14 and verse 5. And he's going to put them up on the overhead for us. And we're going to go through a few verses of Scripture today. God has made a way for us to never be deceived. He has. John 14, verse 5. So let's take a look at this. We'll read down through a few verses here. Thomas said to him, Lord, Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Because Jesus is talking about leaving. That's, we're jumping into a, a storyline here. Jesus said to him, I am the way. Look at that. I, he said, I am the way. Can you all see this up here? Okay. I am the way, the truth and the life. Notice the in front of everything. The way, not a way. The way, the truth, the life. Not a way, a truth. The way, the, you talk about specific. Now, some people today would call that arrogance. Some people would look at me in my comments at the beginning and say that's arrogance. To say that I can give you something today from God that would keep deception off of you for your life. Some people look at that and say that's arrogance. Or is it? Is it possible to live in this earth and never be deceived? The answer is yes, absolutely. Here's the key to it. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man comes to the Father. In other words, nobody can get to God. But by, he also said at one place, I'm the door. He didn't say I am one of the, he said I am the door. Is that arrogance? It's amazing in our world today, if anybody says something that is absolute, everybody's like, well, who do they think they are? That's what they did to Jesus. Are we going to be guilty of looking at him and saying, eh, well, no. Don't do that to Jesus Christ. Look at him as the way, the truth, and the life. <clears throat> he said, you can't get to God except by me. Next verse, please. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have... God's invisible. Jesus says, No, He's not. Yeah, He is. G O D, God. If you're talking about God as a spirit, He's invisible. But Jesus is trying to say, Check me out. I am the Almighty made visible. I'm not the Almighty made visible in a burning bush. That's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. God makes Himself manifest, visible in the flesh, Jesus Christ, as Savior of the entire world. He's not just visible as Savior for the Jews. He's for everybody, the Savior. He is the way, the truth, the life for everybody. Everybody. He said, you have seen him. Next verse. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it sufficeth us. We'll be satisfied. Show him. I mean, I'm glad these guys ask these good questions, right? I mean, after all. Show us the father. He said, Jesus just said, you've seen him. He said, well, then show us. This, you guys, is the unlocking of one of the greatest mysteries that has ever been in the world. And here it is, next verse. Jesus said to him, have I been so long time with you? And yet, hast thou not known me, Philip? Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And you're asking, show us the Father? I just unlocked through the scripture one of the greatest mysteries the world has ever had. They've all wanted to know God. They've all wanted a personal God. So they've built idols with their hands. They've worshipped. They've created mythology. They've created thousands and thousands and thousands of gods and built high places on mountaintops and put structures together and put idols inside of gold, of silver, of stone, of wood and have tried to make a personal god but none of them can see and none of them can hear and none of them can outreach a hand and do a thing None of them have a mind. Oh, how foolish it is to cut down a tree and shape it into a God of your imagination and then worship it. In essence, you're worshiping your own imagination. It's high time this world stop worshiping its own imagination and turn to the one true and living God. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he made himself visible into this world As the Savior of the entire world. Praise God. What a mystery. It's still a mystery to many people in the world. But to us that know him. Have you been so long time? When you have seen me. He said you have seen the Father. Next verse. Believest thou not that I am in the Father. And the Father in me. You get it? Mutual indwelling. The words that I speak, I speak not of myself. What does he mean? I'm not just speaking human words. I'm a human being, but I'm not just speaking words from my own human existence. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the work. God is in Christ. God is in Christ. A revelation today. That's the revelation of one of the greatest mysteries. God in Christ. God in Christ. He doeth the works. When you've seen me, you have seen the Father. You have seen God. I am God manifest in the flesh. Everything I say is of God. Everything I do is of God. Why can he look at the tree and say, Be withered, and it withers up. Why can he speak into a grave and say, Lazarus, come forth? Because it's not just him. It's the almighty God speaking through him. Hallelujah. How can he say to the winds and the waves, peace be still, and they all settle down? How can he do these things? How can God do all of these through the flesh? Because God is in him. Last part of that verse. But the Father that dwelleth in me. You know what dwells means? Lives there. Inside of Jesus Christ is the Almighty God. Praise God. Inside of this man, Jesus Christ, is the indwelling spirit of Almighty God. Jesus Christ becomes the headquarters of. Of the living God. Who does the work. God. Through the flesh. Next verse. Believe me that I am in the father. And the father in me. Or else. If you haven't struggled with everything else. Believe me for the very work's sake. Who else can do these things. Who else. Can take troubled waters. And put them down. Who can call dead out of the grave? Who can wither a tree? Who can look at a man with a leprous hand and say, be clean? And it's clean. Who can do that? That's what I want to get a hold of. That's what I've got a hold of. And I'll show you how. You don't ever have to worry about Jesus being deceived. He faced the devil face to face and he was victorious because he used the already established principles of God. Already established. He spoke to the devil the already established principles or we could say the will of God or we could even say the word of God. Already done. So when he spoke to the devil, it vanquished him. It took him out. He was not able to do anything to capture Jesus Christ and to bind him with sin. Not like Adam and Eve. He did a good job on that, but not Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was victorious over the devil. The Bible says that Jesus in his lifetime was tempted in all points like as we are, yet he did not sin from any of his temptations. That's what we've got a hold of. That's what we've got a hold of. Next verse, please. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, Jesus, believe on me, the works that I do shall, Woo! he do also. Another great mystery is revealed. The power of God working in people. The supernatural power of God working in people. Wow. Our eyes are getting opened here today. Jesus says, it's not just God in me, but I'm going to be in you. It's not just God in me, but it's going to be me in you. And you're trying to keep me here. I can't get in you until I get out of here. That's really what he's teaching them. He said, "In greater works than these shall he do. Greater works, wow. Not greater in intensity or magnitude, but in number. Greater works than this shall he do because I go to the Father. In other words, Jesus is going to have to leave the planet for there to be an infilling or an indwelling of Christ in people. You guys, I'm unlocking through the, through the scripture today a powerful revelation. To some, it's a mystery, to us, it's a revelation. Those words are interchangeable for the church. Somebody says, Here's the mystery. We really know, here's the revelation. He says, I'm going back. I'm getting out of here. Verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall say, shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified where? In the Son, because that is a visible image of the one living God. Verse 14. And ye shall ask anything in my name, and I will do it. Woo. You talk about a revelation of prayer. Prayer means ask. That's really what the word prayer means. Prayer doesn't mean kneel. That's not what prayer means. Prayer means to ask. If I pray to God, I'm asking God. I can even pray something to you. I can ask you. Ever heard anybody say, Pray, tell me? That's just old language. But really, what that means is, Please, tell me. So, when we ask God, He said, I'm going to do it. So many people get confused because they say, Well, then I can pray for anything I want. No, you can't, because then you're not in the will of God. You've got to know what God thinks. And then when you're working for him, if there's an issue, then you ask him, Lord, this is your will, so I'm asking. He goes, okay, I'll give it. That's the key. You can pray and say, God, I want this and I want that to fulfill it upon your own lust. God, I want a Jeep. Yeah, so you can show it off to your friends. The other guy says, God, I want a Jeep. He says, it's yours. I'll give it to you. Why? Because this guy just wanted to use it to get into the back jungles to preach the gospel to a native tribe. You see the difference? Ask anything and I'll do it. Don't think that's just a blanket statement for people that have lust and greed. Then God will look at you and say, you don't even know what you're talking about. You got your heart set on the wrong thing. Set your heart on me, my kingdom, my work. Then I answer your prayers. Because I know they're not self-serving requests, but they're requests so you can do the work of God. He knows we're human and limited. That's why he gave us the power of the Holy Ghost in filling. Hallelujah. Have you had your own personal day of Pentecost? Has God filled you with the Holy Ghost? And you know for sure that you have been filled with the power of God. How many of you know for sure that you have Christ in you, the hope of glory? Or do you just have a religious experience and you got tingly one day but never felt it again? I'll tell you, when you're baptized or filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, When you walk out of the place that you were filled, you're going to continue to feel that power of the Holy Ghost. It will continue to lead you and guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. Are you hungry, church, for the power of the Holy Ghost to fall on Goshen, Indiana? This, This community doesn't just need another little church spring up and go through the motions of religion. They need the power of the Holy Ghost. They need the revelation of God in Christ and Christ in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 15. If you love me, look at this. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, obey me. Oh, well, well. You see why Jesus was rejected? He spoke like an arrogant man to the world. He acted like he's the only one that knows. He acted like he was the only one that had the answer. He acted like he was the only way. He acted like he was the only one that embodied truth. He acted like, well, let's reject him. He's a man making himself God. That's ridiculous. Do you realize what's getting into the churches today around this globe? An attitude from Satan himself of rebellion against God. God's the only one that knows what to do. And he manifested himself in Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the only one that knows what to do. And the only way you're going to know what to do is to get him inside of you. And once he gets there, you got to follow him and listen to him. Well, I don't have to listen on Monday because I'm not in the building. How ridiculous. These buildings are making us into individuals that are crazy sometimes. We act like this is the only place where the God is, the only place where the Spirit of God is, the only place where God can move, the only place where miracles can happen. Are you serious? What did Jesus do without a temple? He never walked into the temple because he wasn't able to because he was of the wrong tribe. He could go into the courtyards. When it says he went into the temple, it's not talking about the the actual holy place and the holy of holies. Jesus couldn't go in there, and he never did. He wasn't allowed. He could go into the courtyards. So you got to be careful when you look at the New Testament. It doesn't just mean, when it says temple, the inner parts. Because it had been expanded and made quite large. The whole temple precinct was a huge piece of property. So Jesus went in to the treasury area, turned the tables over. But he wasn't in the holy place. He wasn't in the holy of holies. He had no place there because he's a priest of a different order. He's a high priest of a different order. So we have to understand that. Jesus Christ himself, what did he do without a temple? He said, I'll tell you. I am the temple. The holy power of God lives in me. That tabernacle, that temple is an object lesson of me and my church I'm going to build. Hallelujah. If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. You know what that means? Obey. Obey. Is it possible? Yeah, is. Then what do we do? Obey. Amen. Have you ever heard anybody say, well, I can't, I can't obey God in everything. Then that means you don't love him. Right. Have you ever heard anybody say, well, I don't know of anybody that's perfectly okay. Well, then nobody loves him. Isn't that the condition? If you love me, keep my commandments. Why would Jesus tell us to obey Him and then say, but you can't? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We might as well just settle it. We're the nut. He's not. We just obey Him. Obey Him. Next verse. And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you how long? Forever. Remember the whole idea is Jesus is leaving and he's trying to encourage them that he's going to be in them one day. So he's saying, stay obedient to me and here's what's going to happen. I'm going to put the comforter inside of you. In verse 26, jump down to verse 26 if you would check out what the comforter is. But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. So Jesus is looking at disciples that are worried. Oh, you're going to leave. Now what are we going to do? He says, don't worry. I'm going to get in you. And I'll tell you everything. I'll remind you everything that I said to you while I was with you. But it's better to have Jesus in you than just hanging around on the planet. I'm so glad he got out of here. So he could put his spirit in us and we could have him inside of us. Hallelujah. I want to go back to, go back to verse 16. <clears throat> now go to 17. Please. See what happens when you say please. (laughs) Last part. He dwelleth with you. And shall be. In you. On the day of Pentecost. Those that were obedient to him. And they waited in the city of Jerusalem. Until they were clothed on. With power from on high. On the day of Pentecost. They were all filled that were waiting for it in one place. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in different languages of the world as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak, all of them. Have you had your own personal Pentecost where the Holy Ghost filled you and you began to speak in an unknown language to yourself? You can't help it. It's going to come. If you want the Holy Ghost power, you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost power. It shall be in you. Next verse, please. I will not leave you comfortless, Jesus says. Look at it. Everybody, read this together. Ready? I will, I, Jesus said, I, I will come to you. You talk about a mystery being unlocked. This is the great mystery of the whole world. Everybody's trying to find out who's in charge. So we design human governments and political systems and we duke it out. We start America and say, this is the, the best system. And as you can see, it starts to deteriorate over time because everybody's trying to be in charge, find out who is. Well, if there's no God, then let's go to ourselves. When we go to ourselves, we'll fight it out. And then we find out that doesn't work either. Human government always disrupts people. Always. Human government disrupts the church. Always. If you have a move of God, a genuine move of God in a group of people, I'll guarantee you I know what will stop it flesh every time okay let's get the mirror out when God's moving in you and working in you what is it's going to stop you from continuing in the will of God oh there it is me Jesus said I shall be where in you I'm going to come to you and be there. Now, let's check out some interesting passages of Scripture. Go to Romans 16, 25. Romans 16, 25. I know, right? I feel the same way. Paul says to the Roman church, Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Now to him that is a power to establish you or establish you according to my gospel, By the way, what is the gospel? Good news? Good news of Jesus Christ. What is the good news? God. Here's the good news. You want to find God? He put himself in the body of a man, Jesus Christ, and revealed himself to the world. That's the good news. We don't have to worry about, can we find God? Jesus says When you've seen me, you've seen him. But for the generations to come, it's not going to be just me visible on the earth. I'm going to be in you. That's a great mystery. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the what? Revelation of the mystery. The revelation of, what's this mystery? It's been kept secret since the world began. What's, What's the mystery? God. The sun, maybe that's God. No. The moon, maybe that's God. Maybe this animal's God. Every time people have tried to put deity in something of the earth, they've come up empty-handed. Until a man born of a woman that went all the way back to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve came from the earth. Jesus Christ was born of a woman that came from the earth. And he says, now something of the earth has deity in it. Me. Never before was there deity in anything of the earth. Until Jesus steps on the scene. And says, I am the manifestation of the creator. Woo! What a secret. It's been there since the world began. Where's God? What is God? What's my purpose? Next verse. But now, the secret, the mystery, is made manifest, a revealed And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of what? Faith. That means faith in Jesus Christ. Next verse. To God only wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Colossians 1, 26. Let's take a look at Colossians 1, 26. Paul speaks to the church at Colossae. He said, even the mystery which hath been hid From ages and from generations. But now is made manifest to who? You know what a saint is, don't you? Same root word is holy. Same root word is sanctified. Same root. A saint. Is the Holy Ones. This mystery has been hidden for generations about how to have a life that is full of victory and complete dominance over the devil, complete dominance over the flesh. And power to do the works of God. It's been hidden. People have tried to make themselves gods. They've tried to find power. They've made pacts with the devil to do powerful things. It's all failure until Jesus reveals himself. He's the great mystery unlocker. He shows you God in a human form. He shows you God's power inside of a person to live victoriously 24-7. He shows you that his power inside of you will keep you from deception your whole life. The devil cannot deceive an obedient child of God. The devil cannot deceive an obedient child of God. A saint is an obedient child of God. A disobedient child of God loses and defiles the temple. But you don't have to. I don't have to stay defiled. I can come to God and say, Lord, I have defiled that which you have done in me. God, I'm going to turn my back uh, on these thoughts and these activities, and I am going to obey you from here on out. Uh, I'm going to put that junk uh, in my rearview mirror. Then you might have a pundit that says, that's arrogance. Don't listen to that kind of preaching. And I'll come back at you and say, Oh, no. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, I'll be in you, and I will lead you, and I will guide you, and I will teach you. Can you imagine anybody saying, after all of that, well, I just can't do it. You know what that means? I am bent on being disobedient. I am, I just, I am lake of fire bound. Had a one guy, one a guy one time tell me, because he wanted attention and he wanted me to pat him on the back. And he wanted me to treat him like he was a little baby. He had had the Holy Ghost for years. And he said, well, I guess I'm just going to go to hell. And I said, why do you want to go to hell? He said, I didn't say that. I said, why do you want to go to hell? He said, I don't. I said, then you won't. No pacifier from me.. If you've lived for God, had the Holy Ghost 30 years, you ought to know that. You don't say a statement, well, I guess I'll just go to hell in retort. Are you kidding me? But that's what our world is doing. Do you know what Jesus taught us? Even, even back in the Old Testament, this concept, the sacrifices of God. David said the real sacrifices of God are not the blood of a bullock on an altar that's not the real sacrifice that's just symbolism the real thing is a broken and a contrite spirit you know what that really means you know what has to be presented You see, that's part of the mystery. You can't have your own way at all. Some people are like, well, you know, I like the, I like the world. I like the pleasures of sin. How do I juggle this? I know we'll start a church. How are we going to juggle the world? I know. All we have to do is go twice a week, do the church thing, and then go back out and do whatever we want to do. And everybody will say, oh, yeah, you got it. Matter of fact, if anybody questions us, we'll build it bigger, we'll put really huge altars and we'll put gold and silver how much is this worth millions cuz we know how to do this now we'll show you the grandeur of god in our building how many times you go To that cold place. Once a week. Twice a week. How about the rest of your life? All I have to do is come back into that grand building. And say, I'm sorry for all the nasty, mean things I do out there. I'll be back next week. And in the meantime, I'm going to have fun. You know what God says to all that? You guys, that stinks in the nostrils of God. To act like you're connecting to God. Are you kidding me? That's not it at all. When you get the Holy Ghost, it goes with you 24-7. That's the great mystery that's been revealed. That God can give us His Spirit to live with us 24-7. Jesus Christ himself taught us if he's going to be in you, then his personality is going to be there. If Jesus is in you, his personality is going to be in you and all of his experience that he had on this earth are going to be in you. How would you like to have the experience of Jesus Christ in you? Well, if you've received the Holy Ghost, you've got it. But we just now have to pay attention when he speaks. Have you ever noticed, I've noticed, I can just start to think about something that's off base. Just think about it. And the Holy Ghost is like, ah! Ah, ah, ah. I'm like going, "Ah, ah, ah, ah. don't do that. I question some people if they even have the Holy Ghost because they don't even know what I'm talking about. But if you've really been filled with the Holy Ghost, when you even have the slightest turn of mind, the Holy Ghost is all over it. And then he begins to share with you all of his earthly experience. He begins to say, This is how you handle the devil when you meet him face to face. I did it and I was successful. Here's how you handle every temptation to sin. I did it and here's how I overcame it. If Jesus says, I'm going to be in you, what do you think he brings with him? All of his experience, all of his anointing, all of his power, and all of his word. That's what's missing. In churches today, all over the world. Because they'd rather have a grand one-day thing to prove to everybody that they are Christian and of God. But out there, oh, you got rules for in here, but not out there. Well, who do you think is getting the most influence? What do you think is influencing the world? What we do in here? Are you kidding? How about out there? That's where our influence is really felt. And they say, well, you're just like everybody else. Who got who? Do you want to have the experience of Jesus Christ in you and the anointing? Then be filled with the Spirit today. Be water baptized in His name so all your old sins can be washed away walk in newness of life if you've been around and you've been a child of God for years and you're struggling with something ask yourself honestly why am i struggling right now with this just ask yourself don't worry about all everybody else just get your own mirror and say why am i struggling and i'll guarantee you'll find out you're dismissing the holy ghost when it's talking to you you're pushing it aside as all you there's just no other explanation The experience of Jesus Christ will give you everything you need. Jesus Christ himself showed us what it was to surrender all. Do you remember Jesus going to the Garden of Gethsemane? He knew his time was up. He knew he had to present himself to the people and be crucified. He knew that. He knew it had already been predicted, right? Scripture had already predicted. The blood, the gore, all of it, the cross, everything had already been predicted. Jesus Christ says, but you know, when it comes down to giving your own flesh and blood, when you just give, if you just say, I'll put my hand out, And let you drive, I mean, how many of you? I'll just let you, and I've got, I'm the almighty God. I'm going to let you go ahead and drive the spike in my hand. And I will say nothing. Jesus knew that was what's coming. He knew he'd be buffeted in the face. He knew they would put a crown of thorns on his head and beat it in with the reed. He knew it was coming. He knew all of this. He knew the cursing at him and the swearing. He knew his back was going to be opened up. He knew all that. So he said, what we say, I don't know about this. I don't know about this total commitment. (laughs) Might as well be honest. Jesus Christ himself, ah, let this cup pass from me. In other words, I don't want to do this. Nevertheless, that's why it said he was sweating like it was great dry. Ah, oh, oh. I don't want to go through with it. Oh ah. Oh. Some of us need to leave people alone when they're like that. Let them get there. Oh, he said. Oh, said he was. The Bible says, the writers say he was in agony. Ah, ah. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Three times. He says it three times. And then a third time, something happened. Something melted off of him. Self-preservation went away. Because he saw the joy after the cross and the resurrection and the church and Goshen in June of 2021. He saw it all and he said, if I don't do this, nothing's going to come of it. So he surrendered himself and let himself be killed. Do you know when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive that experience in you. That's why the Holy Ghost will begin to groan. How many of you have ever been in a place like, God, I just don't know what to do. When do you do? And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost goes, Ah! Oh. Anybody ever had that? You, get, you find a place to pray and all of a sudden, oh, you know what you're doing? That experience of Jesus is working. You can stand up after travail. You can stand up after going through that and go, you know what? I feel liberated. I feel lighter. You know why? Because you took the experience of Jesus Christ and you got your flesh under control. stand today respectfully and peacefully. A lot of people have always tried to figure out what's worship, you know, there's, I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of books that have been written on worship, right? I'll tell you what true worship is. The true bottom line worship is when you totally surrender. Surrender. To Jesus Christ, that's worship. You can put words on a screen and memorize them. You can sing a song like, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. You can memorize it. You can harmonize it. You can put music behind it. Everybody can get goosebumps and God doesn't feel a thing. After you've got yourself under control, you rise up and you sing the song. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship. God goes, whoa, whoa. And then he comes over and says, ooh, I love this. This is not just from memory. This is not just reading it off of a screen in front of a building. There is something erupting from a person that's totally surrendered. That sounds different than memorized words. The calling of God today Is to be filled with the Spirit and use all of Jesus' experiences that He puts in us to live right. Is there anybody here today that feels like you need to talk to God? If you do, find a place. Stand, sit, kneel, whatever, it doesn't matter. Remember, prayer is not a position. Prayer is just asking God. Is there anybody here today that would just like to have prayer? Make it known to somebody. Say, pray for me. As a matter of fact, a good idea sometimes just to stand in the front if you'd like somebody to pray for you. If you're a child of God here today and you want to have the experience of Jesus Christ on the inside, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost today. The great mystery has been revealed of God in Christ and Christ in you.